Welcome back to another exciting week in the Web3 universe. I'm your host, The Mayor, and you're listening to the best NFT media-nominated NFT and Chill podcast, the show that discusses interesting topics with artists, creators, and thought leaders from the Web3 space. On this week's episode, we'll be talking with Mark Robinson, and we'll be diving into the differences between Web2 and Web3 and marketing in the NFT space. So sit back and chill while we explore the NFT universe together. Hope you enjoy the show. Who I have with me today is a friend of mine. He has his own podcast. I was on his show a few weeks ago, Mark Robinson. You want to give yourself an introduction, Mark? Yeah, thanks, Ty. Excited to be here, man. So I am, I'm based in Seattle, Washington, run a digital marketing agency called Brandtegic out here. Over the past, I would say nine to 12 months, over the past year, maybe been diving more into Web3, Web3 marketing, NFTs, all of the blockchain technology, all the opportunities that are popping up within that. So started the podcast Marketing in the Metaverse, started that about four months ago or so. One of my first NFTs was Based Fish Mafia. That's kind of how Ty and I first connected. So excited to be here and chat with you. Yeah, I'm stoked to have you. Big fan of the podcast. Kind of we're in that like, you know, NFT for newbies club. I think it's uh it's very cool for sure. Yeah, I feel I feel kind of invested in NFTs for newbies. I remember that podcast when, you know, there was only three, four, five episodes and I started listening because I was a NFT newbie and still am, you know, in a lot of ways. So but yeah, the Rich and Heather, they're amazing. And so yeah, and that's how I that's kind of how I connected with you, I guess, was through their show really. Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, it's finding good people in the space, you know, building your community in the space, always key. You know, I, I just, I like finding good people building like an inner circle. Your time in Base Fish Mafia, you know, I love giving people from our community a platform and kind of helping them out as well and helping each other out through the space. So many projects, so many people trying to carve out their corner of this like wild west we got going on. There's a lot of noise, a lot of stuff going on for sure. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of attention on the space. People are starting to realize that there's a lot of money. And I think also people don't know how to capture the opportunity that exists within Web3 or within the blockchain or NFTs. Like I think it's on a lot of people's radar, but people don't know exactly how to capture it. So everybody's trying, like you said, to carve out their carve out their little sliver of it. And so there is a lot of noise. There's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of moving parts. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's it is the Wild West. It's kind of like a new frontier. Let's get into marketing in the metaverse. Let's do it. You started in digital marketing, you know, social media, stuff like that in a web two sense. Where does it differ, would you say? And I know there's a lot of difference between web two marketing, web three marketing, NFT marketing in general. What are some of the biggest like pitfalls that you've seen? Yeah, good question. And I think there's a lot of things that are different. And then there's a lot of things that are the same too. You know, in some ways it's a new space. And in some ways, very similar principles apply with web three marketing and you know in the metaverse and all that kind of stuff as just in the world that we've known, the traditional marketing, right? So I would say two things that I've seen that are different instead of standard word of mouth marketing that exists, but I think word of mouth. Marketing 2.0 is like group chat or group message marketing, right? It's like instead of putting out content or doing marketing that's shareable for somebody to talk about, that still is relevant for sure. But I think it's being relevant to talk about in a group chat 
to where you're putting out content or you're doing things that are worth talking about inside of a, a Discord channel or inside of a WhatsApp or Telegram or you know wherever different communities exist. So I think that's one difference. And then the community piece is another really big focus where instead of building an audience that you're pushing your content to, it's you're really building a community and it's more relationship driven and everybody's kind of invested into it. And the investment piece is like with an NFT community, and you guys have done an awesome job, obviously, with Based Fish Mafia, but everybody that's part of the Based Fish Mafia, if you own a fish, then you're invested financially in seeing that community succeed and grow and do well. Because if that happens, then your fish becomes worth more, right? And so you have an incentivized reason to want the community to succeed and do well and to move the project forward. And so everybody has a little bit of stake or a little bit of ownership in that. I think community is a really big piece that I know I've been focused on. And there's people that have been building communities like David Spinks has a great book on that, The Business of Belonging. Tom Ross is a guy that's been doing a lot of community building. So there's there's different players in that space that have been doing that well before you know NFTs or Web3. So it's not entirely new, but I think Web3 is all about that. And if you're marketing outside of community and not focused on community in this new era of marketing, then I think you're missing it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. You know, what we've tried to do at Basefish Mafia is, you know, everybody's kind of a brand ambassador. We all have assets. We are all essentially shareholders in this project. So it's not like when I go and buy an iPhone, I don't go out there and market iPhone because my phone's going to be worth more because it's not. It's going to essentially decrease in value. You know, if I hold these NFTs and I accumulate these NFTs, build my assets, and I go out there myself as a holder, you know, post about the project, um, you know, follow other people who are in the project to boost their influence on social media, and then also engage with each other's posts, you know, with retweets and likes and stuff and get it out there so other people who don't know about us or don't know what's going on can see that and come in, buy into the project as well. Hopefully those assets that I have go up in value. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of times you said you buy an iPhone, you don't necessarily go market for it. But I think a lot of times people did market for things. There was just no incentive, right? Like you go see an amazing movie, then you tell people about it. Oh man, did you see the new Batman? That was epic. You got to go check it out. Like you're doing free marketing, but there's no incentive. There's no return on that. Same thing with like in the NFT space, people were doing marketing for things just with no kickback in the past. Now you actually have some return. So if something does well and you were an early investor and you had bought into something, then you get rewarded for that, which is really cool. And then, you know, as the project does well, like when the project's floor goes up and sales are higher, you know, they get more coming in in the royalty sense. So then they can give back to the community more as well in the sense of utility. It definitely makes sense if you're involved with the community, if you believe in the project, you know, you don't have to spend all your time. People have jobs and stuff. If it's as simple as creating a post and just like liking and retweeting other people's posts from the community. I mean, that to me is worth it. Right. A lot of people kind of gauge projects and communities off what's going on on Twitter. I talked to somebody, he said 70 to 80% of the sales from NFTs come from Twitter. It kind of blew my mind. And I I know um, it sounds about right, because if you see the activity on Twitter and everybody's talking about it, you're constantly seeing the NFTs, people outside of that project look and say, I want to be a part of that community. Yeah, absolutely. And I think 
too, there's, there's probably a lot of people that see stuff thing. And even if you're not liking or commenting, like it still is building that social capital with you, that social trust. Right. And so the consistent messaging, I think consistency is really big. Um, if you're looking at a project and you see like they've consistently put in effort and they are, they're just, they're actually doing it right. Like when you see a project that's doing things right, and is not just a big spike in activity, trying to make a push so that they can sell out at a launch or something like that. But if they're consistently putting out good content, you can tell that they're invested in it long-term and really trying to do things right. And they've, they're building a solid community and there is a lot of engagement. Even if you're not personally engaging with it, it gives you more confidence to invest into that project. And so you may have never joined the discord or liked to tweet. You just consistently see it because you know people in your community are posting or sharing or whatever it might be. And then there might be a tweet where one day you're like, okay, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and invest into this project. And just like that, because of that consistent output on social, then that does push people over the edge and it, it grows the community and sells some NFTs. So I know I've done that before. There's projects that I've just have been on my radar. And even if I haven't been super engaged with it, eventually after seeing it long enough, you're like, okay, you know what? This is legit. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Have you found that putting up like ads and banners and does it work as well in this space? So I have done very little of it, but what we did do was not effective. So I haven't seen it to be really effective. You know, it's it's one thing if you're putting up an ad for a product that somebody wants. It's another thing if somebody is looking to join a community. And I think people are just looking for more social trust. And so seeing a one-off ad is not compelling for a lot of people in the NFT space. And just in general, I guess in, in Web3, it seems like people are looking to invest their time and energy and being a part of a community and an ad. I wouldn't say it can't work. And there are probably ways. And I would imagine, you know, as this whole space evolves, Facebook and Instagram and, you know, any new platforms that are, there's some decentralized social media platforms that are popping up and like, they'll probably find a way to capitalize on this stuff and create ads that are more effective and people will figure it out. That's what marketers do. But at the same time, I have not seen any project where that's been a huge part of their success, right? And even if it it caused a little bit of a spike, it wasn't a good long-term indicator of success. Like there's people that have, you know, invested a ton into marketing, have gotten shout outs from all these influencers and all these accounts and they might create some hype that sells a bunch, but it's not a good long-term indicator of a successful project. I think paid is not really the way to go. If you're selling like a product on a Shopify account or um, something like that, like ads can be great, right? But when you're building a community, that's really what you're doing. If you're you know in Web3 or if you're launching an NFT project, doing all of that, you're selling the community and you're building trust with people, which can be difficult to do with ads. I wouldn't say that that has been successful for a lot of people. We we haven't invested a lot into it. But some things that we have done, which might seem different, like... So there's South by Southwest is happening right now down in Austin. I'm not there, but one of the guys on the team for Satoshi's Index put up a bunch of flyers, like pasted it on some different different walls and stuff right outside of like the main gates at some of the events down there. We got a fair amount of website traffic from that. There's a QR code with some compelling call to action on this flyer about this NFT project. It drove some attention to it, which is pretty cool. So that's not like we're not in the metaverse. We're not doing something that's like very digital. That's in real life putting up flyers on a wall, which is very, you know, web tour might seem archaic, but I think there's still is a lot of value in in real life activities and building trust with people in community in person, even though, you know, you're marketing something that's like web three or the in-person stuff is still valuable and effective too. Yeah, for sure. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. 
Yeah. And I think ultimately it's just being creative. Like in this space, I don't think it's the biggest budget that wins that can do the biggest ad campaign. It's like who can find a creative way to connect with people and get in front of people. That's what it's all about. So putting up like a poster at South by Southwest that gets people's attention, like who knows? It doesn't, it costs whatever the copies cost in a little bit of time. So it's, you know, pretty inexpensive to do. And who knows? Like I don't know if if it drove a lot of sales or anything necessarily, but it definitely drove some website traffic. So that was kind of cool to see. But I think it's just finding ways to be creative. I think if you have strong community and you can be creative about finding ways to get in front of people. And again, that's not new to Web3 marketing, right? That's not new to you know the metaverse. It's like, if you can be creative and you can build a strong community, that's super effective marketing, whether you're Web2, Web3, doesn't really matter. Yeah, for sure. Ads and banners and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I find like that stuff kind of worked over the summer when it was like that kind of gold rush where if yeah. you created a project, if you put a banner on Rarity Tools, then you sold out. We're mm-hmm. so far from that now with how oversaturated everything has gotten. You know, putting a banner up, it just gets lost in all the other banners that are out there and all the other projects that are out there. So, and the attention spans are so short, you know, it's hard to convey what your project is on a banner. And then Twitter ads and Facebook ads and Instagram ads, most of the time you can't even do NFT or crypto ads. The ones that I have seen, the people who have slipped by, because it has that tag that says promoted on it. Like I feel right. like people in this space, they they are attracted to stuff that's more genuine. They mm-hmm. want to hear the founders and the artist story. They want to hear you know why you're doing it. You see an ad, like I don't even look at an ad twice personally. But maybe that's because I know like marketing, but I just haven't seen a lot of turnover with that type of stuff. Yeah, no, I think you're totally right. I'm, And I'm the same way. Obviously, I'm in marketing as well. If I do pay attention to an ad, it's more because I'm curious how somebody constructed an ad. If it's somebody that's like a reputable company with a big budget, then I would assume that they probably did a lot of testing. And so it might be working. And so I pay attention to ads more to dissect it and think like, hmm, I wonder if this is effective and looking at how they created an ad. But from a consumer standpoint, I don't really pay any attention to ads 99% of the time, right? I think what you said is very true also about people really want something that's more genuine, more authentic. They want a a connection with the founder, the founding team of a project or a product or a service or whatever in this space. I think it's it's more relational. I think a lot of times people think of, oh, the metaverse is coming. That's going to make people so disconnected. What we're seeing and what you just said, and I totally agree with is like, it's making people want to connect more and more intentionally with the people behind projects, right? Like it's all about building relationships and it's just lowering the barrier maybe between people because you can connect with anybody everywhere. And and I think it's, it's all about actual real relationships for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Building relationships is critical. And it is a lot of people getting to know each other and just kind of telling each other's stories. I mean, Twitter spaces is is massive right now, especially, you know, people who are starting projects. It definitely seems doing the ads and promoted stuff like you just have to listen to what people say. When somebody says, what do you look for in a project when you're looking for it? They say, "I'm, I'm looking to see who the team is. I'm looking to see how engage the team is with the community. And then I look at the community and all of that. So when when you hear that, 
doing an ad doesn't really convey any of that. Yeah. They want to see that the team is working hard. They want to see that the team is engaged. It's hard to convey that in an ad. It is a lot of like building relationships, which is which is weird because when you first heard of the metaverse, like you said, it's like, you know, we'll, we'll never uh, meet each other. But like the in real life events that these projects have put on, and I know that we have in, with Basefish Mafia, have been huge for our projects. Like mm-hmm. going out and meeting community members has been like so cool for me and that you get to you know interact and kind of you know build your relationships more with the people in the discord and on twitter stuff like that is happening more and more and like last year there was nft nyc and then there was miami you know there wasn't a whole lot now it seems like every single month there is like an nft or like metaverse web3 event which i think is really cool yeah, there's a lot of events popping up for sure. And I think that... So I went to my first one in LA about two, three weeks ago. And it was really cool to see like how collaborative everybody is in the space, how excited people are to work together and people are supportive and like, oh, what project are you working on? Cool. I wonder if there's a way we can like work together or how can we help? And so that was, it was cool. And I think it's because it's like a niche community that everybody is wanting to like build each other up and, and be a part of it, which is, I think, you know, the space is that way digitally already online. But when you meet people in real life and you see that, that was, that was pretty cool to experience and excited to go to some more events. One thing I was thinking about too, speaking of like collaboration, another thing that is effective in marketing is partnering up with other projects. So if we're talking like specifically NFT marketing, right? Then I've seen a lot of projects that have partnered with another either like-minded community or a community that has like a relevant group of people that would be of similar interest to a project that you're working on and providing some kind of incentive like, hey, since you're part of this project, you get whitelisted or you get, or at least giving out a certain number of whitelist spots or providing some incentive or whatever it might. I've found that's a cool way to get some more attention and almost leverage other communities of like-minded people where there are some relational ties. It can be harder to set that up if there's not some relationships built that you can partner up with people that you know. But I think building relationships with other projects and then collaborating with them on on a project, that can be a cool way to kind of cross-promote each other. You add value to them with your community and then they can, you know, it benefits your community that you're building and developing as well. Like ads aren't bad. I think there's a lot of people that are like, you know, that's definitely not the way. But I think if that if you're relying on that and the other things aren't in place, I don't think they're going to be effective at all. Right. If you've got yeah. a solid community and consistent posting on Twitter and you've got a lot of activity in, you know, wherever it's, even if it's just on Twitter, I don't think so. You can be creative and be countercultural and do things a different way, right? Like zig when people are zagging or whatever the saying is. So I don't think you have to follow the beaten path of what every other project is doing and do things the traditional way. Ads can work, but I think if that's like a focal point to the strategy, I think it's it's not it, right? But if you're if you're doing all the other things right, you've got a strong community and and you have like solid value to offer people, you actually have something worth investing in and worth getting people's attention. Like that's foundational too, right? That's before all this stuff is making sure what you're marketing is actually valuable and worthwhile and going to add value to people and is a good product service, NFT project, whatever. Then if ads just add a little bit more frequency of you staying in front of people, then I don't think it's a bad thing. It's not the reason people are going to buy. It's probably just another indicator, another thing that points them back to your community. And so that's where I think the the focal point needs to be in real life at these events. And I think that opens up a lot of opportunities. You kind of separate yourself from a lot of people by being at the in-person events because you can network with some of the right people in the space that can help you to I mean one you can you can help other people and contribute to others and then you'll find other people that are resonating with your voice and your mission of your project and you can find opportunities to collaborate I think that's really valuable too yeah 
Yeah, I do too. Um, the in real life events is definitely something that I, th- I believe is very important in the space as a whole, just moving forward. I want to go actually go back to something you said, you know, because I'm constantly getting asked from new projects and people just starting projects. What can they do to get people into their discord and on their whitelist and to mint their project? And you said there are a lot of projects that are collabing and, and like teaming up, intertwining their communities. And I think that's a great point. Um, whenever I get asked from a new project, that is exactly what I tell them. It's very difficult for an established project that has been around for months and months to do a collab with a new project that just came up because essentially that adds a lot of risk to that established project because you don't know what's going to happen with this new project. You don't know the team. You know, you don't know the risks. So when new projects ask me, I always say, you know, find other new projects and, you know, see what you can do about teaming up, using each other's communities, using each other's resources. I think that was an excellent point. I'm actually glad you brought it up. Yeah. And I think to your point, if you're just starting to build a community and you reach out to a very established, strong community, unless there's a relationship there, then it's kind of like, okay, what's in it for them, right? With there being a lot of rug pulls and some shady characters in this space where you're not sure if you have a good reputation and brand, somebody with that that you don't have a relationship with, so there's not trust built, and they don't have an established community, they have don't have a track record of success, and they want you to put your name on their project. Yeah, I think to your point, that is totally a risk. And it's like, yeah, I'm not sure that I want to do that. Whereas other newer projects or projects that are just more similar to you, it's kind of like if you're if you're thinking about like influencer marketing, right? If you're thinking about you're an influencer and you want to partner up with another influencer on something and you've got, you know, a couple thousand followers and they've got a few hundred thousand followers, like they're probably more likely to say yes or to agree to work with somebody that's on their level versus you know, working with you. And it doesn't doesn't mean it can't happen, but I think partnering with other projects that are in kind of a similar phase is an easier yes, unless there's a relationship or if there's a very synergistic reason that makes sense for you to partner with that community. Like maybe they're much more established, but if your projects are not necessarily related, but if there's like some strong ties between them where it just makes sense, then I think that can that can be a way to partner up with some larger communities. But yeah, if you don't if you don't have a track record and you don't have much to offer to that community, then it's either going to come down to a relationship that you have or look for projects that are more similar in their their stature as as your own. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. All right, Mark, I really appreciate all the stuff we've gone through. I think there's been a lot of amazing information here, not only for collectors, but artists and teams as well. Uh, Before we get out of here, is there anything you want to touch on before we roll? Sure. Yeah. And yeah, thanks for having me, man. I've enjoyed the conversation. Only other thing I would add, and this is something I'm personally working on too. So I'm talking to myself here, but I think it's really easy to be like surface level part of different communities. A good way, if you're trying to build a community, a good way to learn how to do that is by actually being a part of a community. And that's how you'll also build relationships with other people that will open up doors to collaborate and work together and and uh, work with other people in building that community. So that's something I'm I'm working on right now is you know, okay, I'm a part of 25 different Discord channels and different communities. And how do I pare that down? Like you can't be effectively in 25 places and actually contributing to that community, you know, a strong, a strong piece of it where you're actually needed and you're adding value and you have meaningful relationships. So I think picking some communities to really invest yourself will bear fruit and will allow you to build some deeper relationships. And that'll open up the doors for some of the collaborations and partnerships like we had talked about. So 
I think find communities that resonate with you that have like-minded people that share similar values, people that are committed towards the same things and build relationships there. And I think that'll go a long way. You'll learn a lot, a good way to find partnerships and collaboration opportunities. Definitely. That's incredible. I recently went through and left a bunch of discords, like find a few projects that you believe in, that you want to build relationships in. That's really great advice. I think that's the best way to go about it. So yeah, where can people find Mark Robinson in marketing in the metaverse? I am on most social channels. I'm on Instagram, markrob.eth or marketing in the metaverse. And on Twitter, it's Mark A. Robinson underscore. So those are good places to connect. Cool. I'll, I'll put those links in the bio. Everybody go check out Marketing in the Metaverse podcast with Mark Robinson. It's incredible. I was also a guest on there. So check out that That's episode. Right. Plug, <laughs> check it out. Number 17, I think. <laughs> yeah. uh, I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks, Ty. Enjoy the conversation. Talk soon. That's it for the show. I want to thank my guest, Mark Robinson from Marketing in the Metaverse. I think this is a really great episode. Go check his podcast out. You're going to get a lot of value out of it. So I'm the mayor and you've been listening to the NFT and Chill podcast. Peace.